This podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, and tech gadgets to art and other epic gear, it's like having Comic-Con in a box. Loot Crate also features individual subscription boxes for gaming, anime, Marvel, and WWE fans, and plans begin at just $24.99 a month. So head on over to cinemageekly.com slash lootcrate, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! It's time, you ready? Yeah. Okay. What do you know about Alton Meyer? I wouldn't know where to start. He would have fits. Things would break. It was like a feeling. Kind of feeling. We need to know where he is. You'll have no clue what you're dealing with, do Thinks you're their savior. Brand new podcast from Parts Unknown, A Strange Journey Through the Depths of Netflix. It's Anthony Lewis, Glenn Beauvais. We're back to talk more random Netflix goodness. Uh, this time, I believe we selected the, uh, well, we didn't select it. It was selected for us, but the 2016 science fiction film Midnight Special, written and directed by Jeff Nichols, who I guess was not really known for this type of movie prior uh, prior to Midnight Special, um, I was actually not—I'm not super duper familiar with his work, but he did uh, Mud. I think was the one that I remember uh, hearing about. I've never seen it, but I think that it was, was the start of the McConaissance. Oh, was it? That was the beginning. That's right. That, that was, was a McConaughey the, movie. Yeah, it was the start of the McConaissance. Yes. Well, th- that has since been run over flatly by the Kianasans and for the better, I think. <laughs> um, but uh, this film stars Michael Shannon, Joel Edgerton, Kirsten Dunst, and Adam Driver. And it is, uh, Glenn, about uh, kidnapping a child for all the right reasons. Uh, it's hard to explain a little bit. Um and this movie, 
I've seen a few people kind of give this the like the the Spielbergian nod, and I don't feel like this is more. I don't feel like this is like a Spielberg movie to me. This felt a little bit more like a J.J. Abrams movie to me. I don't know if that makes sense, uh, but I feel like Spielberg tends to give you more uh, in his movies where J.J. Abrams loves the whole uh, set stuff up, but don't really pay it off type thing. I felt, I don't know. I had a tough time getting into this movie. So there, which is weird because I thought this would be like right down my alley after I read the, the description but I guess there were some things I was looking for in this movie or things that caught my eye that were clearly not supposed to be the things that caught my eye. Um, but essentially, it is about a, an eight-year-old boy who uh, has has gone missing. Like, that's how we start the film with an Amber Alert. And it's like, oh, there's the boy. Uh, but it involves uh, his removal from a religious cult in Texas. And uh, his... Essentially, his being transported to uh, to a location, and the like, the cult is trying to get him back. Uh, they've got. Um, I'm trying to remember. Is it? It's not just the police. Is it? Isn't it like the FBI or the the FBI? Yes, has been investigating. I mean, they're definitely playing on Waco stuff, right? Yes. Um, so. Uh, it's the FBI is basically tracking this, but as is now, well, I mean, seen and kidnapped. Yeah, they have brought in the NSA because yes. of what, for some reason, you know, the correlations with these preachings and what the boy uh, is able to convey to this flock. Yeah. It is definitely an interest of national security. Yeah, the boy has abilities. He is not your standard eight-year-old boy. Uh, he's got glowy eyes. Uh, things shake. Uh, like, it's... Uh, he, he's got abilities of some sort. People uh, that have been interviewed by Adam Driver's character, uh, they claim to have been shown things uh, by this boy, etc., etc. So... Uh, despite the fact that this is like a two hour movie, most of the movie is really just the getting him to the place. And then when he gets to the place, you find out sort of what's it's going Mad on Max in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> you, sort of, <laughs> you sort of find out what's going on with him. So like the, the climax of the movie is they get him to the spot in like the middle of like, it's like the Florida panhandle or something. And he gets super glowy and super shaky and it makes this big bubble around him and not just around him, but like most of the Southeast United States, actually. Uh, And the people within this sphere of influence from this child can see, I don't know if it's another dimension or if it's just the future. It's a world built on top of ours. Yes. And some luminous quasi humany looking entities like walk up to him and then the bubble disappears. And so does he and kind of the end. And and nobody sort of believes nobody sort of believes anybody about what happened. Um, normally this sort of thing is like 
sort of in my wheelhouse, but everything, like all of my interest came in the last, I don't know, 10 minutes of the movie. And all I wanted to know was, okay, well, what is this boy? What is this place? I want to know more about that. That is interesting to me. Uh, but the rest of the movie was kind of just okay. The, like, the performances are good. The cast is very good. But I sort of found myself struggling to get into the movie. So I'm more curious. You said you've watched this previously. Did you rewatch it for this? Or are you just going based yes. off of memory? Okay, so I wanna, I'm want to. i curious to hear where you're coming from on Midnight Special. Um, I, well, I love the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of actual opposite reasons yes. as to why. Um, I like the ending. Um, and the reason why I like it is the lack of answers, right? Because the whole movie is every all these characters yes. um, outside of the dad and Kirsten Dunst to a certain extent. Um, yeah, she plays every, the boy's biological mother, right? Mm-hmm. And he, Michael Shannon is his biological father. Yes. Uh, kind of goes, I mean, they somewhat say it, but basically uh, they had a kid. Once the abilities are found out because they're raised in this cult, mm-hmm. um, the preacher is basically forces upon them to give up custody of the child yeah, so that he can interpret what the boy is saying. Yes. Um, the movie is about everyone trying to find answers to everything, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that we don't get one, we're just like everyone else. And it doesn't matter. It's just the boy goes else somewhere. Sure. Um, and that's that. That's what I like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Nichols typically makes most of his movies, if not all that I've seen, are all Southern fables. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all, they all take place in the South. I mean, Mud's like in Louisiana. Uh, I mean, Midnight Special, mostly Texas, but definitely, you know, forging a path to... Um, the Mecca of the South, which is Panhandle, Florida, uh, which is just yes. South Alabama. Uh, <laughs> um, and even Loving, you know, Loving is about the uh, decision on interracial marriage in the state of Virginia. So, I mean, these are definitely things that he tells stories of as these Southern fables, whereas, you know, Coden Brothers focus on Minnesota. Yeah, that movie um, actually sounds great, by the way, Loving. So I'm going to mark yeah, that one yeah, on the note. Yeah, I, I never watched it. I, that's, I think that's the only one of his I haven't seen. Um, yeah, I'm going to mark that one down in the notebook because that sounds like a good movie. Yeah, and Michael Shannon is in all of his movies, I believe. I don't oh, I okay. think he, I'm pretty sure he is in Loving, but I know he is outside of Loving. I know he is in all of those movies. He's the Johnny Depp. Because um, he's in Nichols. Mud, even though he has yes. like two scenes. So it's kind of weird that he's in it. But yes. Um, <laughs> he's, 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 he's like one of the kids' uncle and he like salvages the swamps. Uh, yes. He has nothing to do with the plot, so it's just weird that he's in like he's just scenes. he's just there. Yeah, he's the, yeah. Good, luck. He's the, he's the good luck charm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyways, he's. Um, I think his performance is great. I think Joe Egerton's awesome in it because um, I definitely think the especially the first half of the movie, you're definitely in his shoes. Of yeah, you know, I, you don't know any of this stuff. You have no idea what's going on, um, but you are rooting for this kid, right? I mean, innately, we're always gonna be rooting for the kid mm-hmm. um because i think it's i think the movie really does a good job of putting you yourself in his shoes um and then i would say really and then adam driver shows up then it's you want to ask all those real questions like okay what this is these are really odd coincidences and then definitely feel like the last half is you're finally put in the shoes of the parents of just we don't really care about any of that stuff it's just get the boy to where we think the boy needs to go yeah yeah um 
it's funny that you say J.J. Abrams because I do I, yeah I mean that's not particularly insult but he is just trying to do a Spielberg impression a lot of the times so and mm-hmm. I, I didn't yeah. really get this from this movie I think they play down most of it outside of the uh, gas station scene I mean that's kind of the only thing that's um, that you see, I would say that's particularly like fantastical. I mean, even the house yeah. falling apart. I mean, they're they definitely cut stuff short. Yeah. Um, because the point is just to get the boy to the Panhandle of Florida. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but no, it's uh, I like it. I like the fact that it is pretty understated. Um, for me, it's a little bit close to home just because you know it takes place in Texas. Oh, yeah. uh, you definitely, I mean, look, uh, religion in the South, they go hand in hand. So, you know, the way you kind of, and, and what I do like about it is they're a cult, right? But they're not outside of the desperation of getting the boy back because they think they're going to die. Yeah. Outside of that, they don't really do anything particularly heinous. Sure. Um, like within their group it doesn't i mean yeah, definitely yeah. a submission of power i mean your typical stuff but it's nothing like that you know, they seem like they want to be left alone again waco vibes um so it is it's it's interesting to see it not just like completely drawn out or caricaturized in a certain way it's just like hey we gotta get this kid mm-hmm. you're my you're my apostle. This is, you know, you know, the job that I'm asking you to do. Can you do it? Yep. You know, yep. it's these ordinary people. Like the, the guy says, like I'm an electrician license in two States. You know? yeah, yeah. What do I know about doing a manhunt? Yes. And so it's just, uh, uh, that's what it is. It's just these normal people put in mm-hmm. extraordinary circumstances. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, and I was really only looking at it from the JJ perspective of, he often likes to, ask the questions but not provide the answers and it's not like spielberg is you know it's not like if i think about like et they don't go into huge detail about everything but i feel like you get like a few tastes more um and yeah i think maybe and and a lot of it is obviously on me because i went in to this thinking um i think there's just like in my brain that inherent sci-fi bias that I think translates into something bigger or grander. It's not often you get very small sci-fi movies, and that's what this was. Uh, and I just, yeah, I think what they were offering up at the end was far more interesting to me, and I wanted to know more about that, but that was clearly not the point of the movie. Uh, that was just, you know, supposed to be the the device that carries you to the end of it um which is understandable uh it just didn't it just didn't quite connect with me but uh you know maybe maybe in a future date uh knowing that ahead of time uh if i go back and, and watch it again um i'll uh i mean I'll I, like, I felt the same way the first time i watched it yeah um was i was un- i was underwhelmed with the ending because like you said with those answers mm-hmm. um but just I don't know if it's because rewatching this and rewatching like watching the Fargo show and rewatching some other Coen Brothers movies. Like I'm definitely just in the mindset of like, well, you know what? Sometimes the answers don't matter, and mm-hmm. uh, you can follow the rules if you want to, and uh, you'll probably just die this, you know. <laughs> anyways, uh, I, so that uh, <laughs> that being said, I was impressed visually. I thought the movie looked great, even 
when they did some of the more surreal elements and stuff, I thought that all looked good. Uh, the performances, of course, were like really good. Uh, and the cast is tremendous. So there's really no, um, it's definitely not a poorly made movie or anything like that. It was just one that I struggled to get. 20 into. million bucks. <laughs> What's that? Is that, was that the budget? The, mm-hmm. I think so. Somewhere around there. That's not a bad budget at all. Uh, do you know how well it happened to do? I don't re- I remember it coming out, but uh I don't I think like if you count in totality mm-hmm. it was on par on par with its budget or a, maybe slightly above, but I want to stay site stateside it it didn't make its its money back. No, domestically it did like um, 6 like 6 and a half million I think. Yeah, cuz I I remember here seeing it come out because it was like, oh, yeah, I like Michael Shannon. I like Joel Egerton. Oh, hey, Kirsten Dunst. Haven't seen her in something in a while. Yeah. Um, and this was Adam and Driver it, before most people knew Adam Driver. Yeah, yeah. And it was so it was just kind of like, you know, and I I, I don't know if I watched the trailer, but I, I want to say back when I listened to Nerdist, I heard Chris Hardwick talk about it, Say, hey, I watched this small movie and it was pretty good it's a little different so like he uh, he also said like it's subtle it's not this big grandiose thing like yeah. kind of basic you know so for me i was prepped going into it which mm-hmm. i think helped yes um and then it, i think it just eventually came on netflix and so i watched it um yeah so what would you give midnight special oh i i should probably i'll start i i gave this uh a three Three, uh, I'd probably say like three and a half. Okay. And you said the performances are very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it is, it is a bit slow though. Yeah. In places for sure. Um, I mean, it's got its moment. It's definitely has its moments. I think uh, the setup is great. Like you, mm-hmm. how you kind of described it. I think the setup is excellent. Yes. Because if you don't go into it, you don't, you'd, are these guys being nefarious with this kid? What's mm-hmm. going on? And then, you know, yes, somewhat flips it's on its head, but, um, okay. So that means, uh, it's near the end of the episode and which, uh, that also is an indicator of is that it's time to pick the next movie. And currently we are using real Netflix roulette machine, and uh, as per usual, per the rules, no television shows, and we're going to skip over any uh, documentaries or comedy specials or uh, things along those lines. So uh, let me see. I've not done this from my phone before, so this is a brand new experience. I actually have to make sure that I uncheck TV shows because that's default checked here. But uh that's a Pat Oswalt comedy special. I don't think we're going to be watching that. Uh, are you a big fan of Pat Oswalt, Glenn? Oh yeah, I love Pat Oswalt. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, that's Snowpiercer, which we have already done on this podcast. <laughs> that's hilarious with Chris Evans. Um, okay, uh, another comedy special. All right. Uh, Oh, okay. So, well, this is a really big movie, Glenn. Do you want to do this really big movie that I'm pretty sure we've already talked about before? Uh, probably the Dark Knight. At length, no, it is not the Dark Knight. <laughs> I don't think we've technically reviewed this movie individually, but we've certainly talked about it a lot over the years. 
uh, for sure. So the film is 1993's Jurassic Park. Oh hell yeah! Do you want to do? Do you want to do JP? Okay. Uh, we could just do it right now. I mean, I don't even need to rewatch this thing. <laughs> like, I, um, I actually, I probably watched it like a month and a half ago, so it hasn't been that long since. Oh I shit! It. Uh, it actually has been a little bit for me. It's been a, it's been a minute since I've watched it. And it's it. playing in theaters right now. So if anyone Is wants it? to watch it, yeah, they are. You know, they're doing the try and bring people back to the movies. It's one of the classics you can watch. Topical. Yeah. Well, that's fairly topical. Then people could go watch it. Uh, and then listen on the to the big fresh. screen, which I, I watched it on the big screen when they did the 3D release. Mm-hmm. Definitely holds up a little grainy sometimes because it's film, but yeah, it looks good. I still remember the watching it originally in theaters, too. And oh, wow. well, I was two, so I didn't watch it in theaters. <laughs> what a time. I remember watching it on my 13 inch television with the VHS uh, underneath, like, you know, part of the like the built all in one yes. TV. And just watching it all the time while I play with my Lego bricks. Awesome. Oh, okay. Um, then, uh, then it's uh, then it's official. Uh, so in the meantime, everybody, head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show, and of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And just search for Cinema Geekly. Hit subscribe. That way, you can come back next time to hear us talk about the 1993 action adventure sci fi film starring Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum, directed by Steven Spielberg. It's Jurassic Park on another episode uh, or another podcast from Parts Unknown.